Hey y'all, it's so nice to see y'all again and have y'all see and hear me. (laughs) If you're listening to this on the podcast, know that this episode is being uploaded on YouTube. So if you want to see me, you know, vibe with me, watch me for a little bit and get, you know, a visual gauge of my energy, definitely head on over to my channel on YouTube, Nicole Heels. Subscribe, like, comment on a few videos, and press play. (laughs) What's up, y'all? It's December. Ah! December. Happy December. If you didn't know, I am starting a tradition for myself that actually started last year, where every December I take a month off of social media in order to get right for the new year. I call it my own personal hermit mode, you know, Um, and if I must say this year is going pretty swimmingly, you know, as last year. Um, And I I mentioned this for a few reasons. Number one, I will still be uploading weekly on the podcast. I um, mainly wanted to do a social media break just because like the constant stimulation, but also you know, something I'll get into within this episode, just like the constant opinions, you know, the constant chatter and not being able to like gauge my own thoughts and opinions from others on social media. Like I'm glad I have self-awareness to be that aware so that I can take breaks, but believe it or not, that does happen. You know, it definitely does. So Um, I'll still be uploading weekly on a podcast. I will still be uploading videos on YouTube because, you know, that's what I like to do. That doesn't feel like work to me. And I don't feel like I need to take a break for it. Why am I explaining it like this? Like, (laughs) like y'all are my authority. I'm just saying, you know, but I actually have some scripts in a vault, um, that I'm dusting off to film. So watch out for that and, you know, tap that notification bell to be notified when I upload them. Um, reason number two, I won't be on specifically Instagram and Twitter, which are my main platforms that I do post and usually need a break from. So if you DM me or you comment and I don't say anything, I'm not ignoring you. Don't worry. It's I'm just taking a break, child. But my last and main reason for mentioning, you know, my hermit mode is to invite anybody that wants to join in, you know, join in on your girl. Allow me to be your accountability buddy, you know, so you don't have to do the whole month. But consider this month, if you've never taken a social media break before, consider this month um, allotted time to try, you know, maybe after hearing this, um, one day out of the week, you know, you try to take a social media break and see, you know, what goes on. (laughs) Then like the next week you try two to three days and then maybe, you know, the whole last week of December before the new year, you take that time off to really focus on yourself and, you know, do, you know what, hermit mode stuff, like 
since it's social media and we usually just go to social media when we're bored, figure out some new things about yourself, what you actually like to do other than scroll on social media. You may connect with your inner child and bringing it back to healing. (laughs) But yeah, Um, it's really important because of, you know, the constant stimulation. And a lot of us don't know that we're constantly just overstimulated and taking a social media break will help you to, you know, decipher that. So let me know. How are you going to let me know? I'm not on social media. Well, I'll see it in 2022. Still tweet me, DM me, let me know if you did it so I can be like, yay. (laughs) Now, on to ways to support your girl, your favorite podcaster, your favorite YouTuber, your favorite writer, my cash app and Venmo are both um, N-I-C-C-C-1 for, I guess what I call an isolated donation. <laughs> if you want to make a reoccurring donation, you, sub- you can subscribe to my Patreon to support me in general and as a creator and support this podcast for $4.44 a month. I do also have additional healing content on there. So when you subscribe, you'll be able to get access to all of those posts and allow me to assist you in your healing journey. <laughs> now, non-monetary ways um, to support me that are still very much appreciated are by subscribing to my channel, you know, leaving a comment, watching some videos, liking, um, following me on socials. I'll still see it in 2022 (laughs) and be very delighted. Leaving a like, a comment, you know, tweet at me, DM me if a particular episode or um, piece of my content resonated with you. I really enjoy seeing that. Um, Following me, on there and on TikTok and interacting with me on there. Your girl just hit 1K and counting. And I'm not excited about it. All of these places I put out healing content. So if you um, go there and, you know, follow and subscribe, you'll still be supporting me, but also be getting um, additional treats. Also, something really big that I keep forgetting to mention, leaving a comment on the podcast if you know the medium that you watch it on allows you to liking it rating it you know it helps people to find me and for me to expand my reach and also just by word of mouth you know I won't be on social so I won't be able to really promote um only mainly on TikTok because I'm still staying on TikTok because I like TikTok and it doesn't it, it doesn't um it doesn't annoy me as much as Instagram and Twitter. So, um, you know, help your girl with promotion, you know, um, recommend this podcast to anyone that you feel like it would resonate with. That would be very greatly appreciated. And thank you in advance. Now, let's get into the episode. This episode is titled From Fawning to Anger and Back Home Again. So, um, uh, this episode as a preface, 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 tomato, tomato, child. Um, yeah, it is a part two (laughs) to this, um, my last episode about fawning and, you know, the fawn response, which is, you know, the silent sibling of 
fight and flight trauma responses. And it's so funny. It's very ironic that it's not talked about because, and that is so like low key because that's what fawning is, you know, very quiet, meek, very go with the crowd type of energy. So very forgettable, you know, and it's very funny that not a lot of people know about it, but you know, it's a thing. So if you want to get more, know more information about it and get more into it, definitely I would recommend last episode before this one, but this episode, you know, can still be listened to, um, without the preface, if you want, if you want to be a rebel, (laughs) I would highly recommend, um, you listen to the other episode though. But anyway, a little about the fawn response is basically the if you can't beat them, join them response to trauma. You know, we don't feel safe fighting. We don't feel safe trying to take flight or we probably can't. And so, um, yeah, we can't completely stop this from happening. And so we fawn, you know, we give in, we adapt and we choose not only to accept the situation happening but to be absorbed into it and take it on as our own you know and ultimately to fawn is to essentially abandon yourself you know abandoning your thoughts and your feelings and your own natural way of being in order to fit into this structure that you do not feel equipped to fight and you can't run away from Or you can't disengage from. But you feel like it would be safer if you just complied. You know, think of it like bullying, being bullied. A lot of bullies are bigger than us, you know, whether physically or just like in their energy. Like we perceive them as like bigger than us. They tower over us energetically or physically or both. And it can be very scary for us. And so when we see like this perceived um, bigger strength, you know, uh, um, of another person, (laughs) I could have worded that better, but whatever. When you see that, you feel, you may feel like you cannot fight. But this bully keeps picking on you and singling you out. And so as a result, you might join in on the picking. You know, you might try to be friends with the bully as a way to, you know, divert their gaze, their focus on you. You might join in on them and make fun of yourself so that they perceive you as not a threat. You know, and this can go on for years. The bully may not let you in and allow you to be their friend, you know, and they still may just keep picking on you. And then you're joining in, you know, you're abandoning yourself. You're betraying yourself in order to fit into this structure that they set because you don't feel equipped to fight. You get absorbed into it. So that's the main example. If you identify with the form response, you know, being your go-to 
and your main mode of acquiring safety when being triggered. Um, I just want to give some examples of what fawning looked like because in the last episode, I feel like I was just so inspired and excited to talk about this response that I left out what could have been a more detailed explanation. So let's get into it now. Fawning can be both internal and external. So here are some external um, examples of fawning. Physically submitting, you know, these physiological markers of fawning and making yourself small and absorbing into the, the dominant person or this dominant situation. And so, um, <laughs> I'm going to try to explain it, but it's, it's better visually if you're, you know, if you're just listening to this on a podcast. So if you get through this episode, I would just recommend going on YouTube just for like five seconds and seeing, but it's like a, their top half of your body depressing, you know, you suppressing yourself. Um, for me personally, growing up, I was always told to shut up, you know? And I know for a lot of you that have been listening to these episodes, I say that whenever I get excited about gaining more listeners, you know, and more like unique listeners in general, but also people who consistently listen to me because I was told to shut up all the time. And so I know because that is my past, you know, that's personal to me. Um, I've done a lot of like restriction of my own throat internally and externally and externally. It looks like me putting my chin down. You know, it looks like me caving my chest in, but also putting my chin down in order to conceal my throat because, you know, I have a lot of, I had a lot of shame in this area, but also it's this overall visual of your upper body depressing it's your gaze is averting to the floor, number one, as a form of submission. Your heart, you know, which holds your authentic self and your authenticity, it's being depressed and out of shame, but also out of protection, you know, because when we have our shoulders back, number one, physiologically or physiologically, um, from an animal standpoint, whatever. When you're like shoulders back, you're making your vulnerable organs visible. So yes, from like a primate standpoint. So um, when you do that, when you have your shoulders back, your chest up and high and your, you know, your head high as well, that exudes confidence. Number one, like in general, but also number two, you confident that nobody's going to attack you. So you walk with them organs, them vulnerable organs, you know, visible. If you're not very confident, if you're scared, you know, in some way, or you're just cautious, you're defensive, you're going to cave in and hide these vulnerable organs. But also... If you do yoga, they talk a lot about like the midline, you know, this middle line where all your chakras are in place. 
energetically you're also hiding yourself and you're suppressing those energies so you're suppressing your heart and your authenticity because as a fawn that has you've been shown and pretty much told for a lot of us directly told that um something like judgmental or something is bad about our our authentic self and what we have to authentically no what we have to say what comes out authentically our authentic expression then you go lower your solar plexus which is your core number one that holds you but it also holds your power you know so uh, you're pretty much suppressing your power for these people And it's a really interesting physiological marker of all of these things, but on a base level that you're scared and you feel powerless, you know? Next, I know that was a mouthful and it's really interesting. I hope that like that interests y'all as well, because I am a spiritual person. I'm into spirituality and I want to incorporate that more so into this podcast because I feel like healing is spiritual. And for me, the two are not disconnected. And so on a base level, if you're just, you know, you like hearing me talk about it, (laughs) I'm glad you like it. But also I recommend a lot of other people or a lot of y'all um finding out about this stuff so that you can apply it to yourself and you know further your healing but anyways moving on child um it can also look external markers look like not standing up to a person or the group that you're a part of at the moment whether it's friends or family or work or whatever even when they say something that you heavily disagree with and that is offensive You know, it can look like not standing up to this group or this person when they make fun of you specifically and you they make you uncomfortable and make fun of someone who may look like you or have some of your features. You know, it looks like not standing up when they make fun of a friend or someone close to you. It can also look like joining in on that as well. It can look like being quiet during these times, but also, like I said, joining in and choosing to make fun of them and yourself too. No, psychologically, it can look like psychologically submitting and just going with the popular opinion or the opinion of someone that you really like and admire or slash and someone that you've put above you and made your authority in your mind, you know? Um, Submitting to their opinion just because they have this very confident or authoritative energy. Um, It can look like swallowing your teeth, you know? Physically swallowing your words down, your authentic expression down, so that, uh, well... I'll get into why later, but physically, you know, like swallowing your teeth. It can look like people pleasing, you know, and if I get into that, child, we'll be here forever. So I definitely recommend if you don't know or have a rather vague idea, looking up, you know, exactly what people pleasing is because child, it's not even a whole chapter in a book. It's a whole book. Now, internally, 
And this is where it gets really intricate and you got to catch certain things. Internally, it can look like creating a power dynamic in your mind unconsciously of other people. On one hand, someone else is superior and you are inferior because we've been conditioned to um, be that way as fawns. Um, It can look like you unconsciously doing this, like on the one hand, what I just said, but then on the other hand, creating a power dynamic in your mind where you're on top and people have to, like, you know, those people that like, are like, oh, you got to gain my respect. And like, (laughs) they're like, you got to gain my respect. And like, oh, when you gain my respect, that's when I'll treat you like a person or that's when I'll treat you right. They're creating a power dynamic within their own mind, you know, in order to feel important. Because at the base level of fawning is powerlessness, you know? And so a lot of people do this, create this this random power dynamic where they're on top, but really behind all these layers, they're really on the bottom. So they're always trying to be on top and playing these games, these mind games with other people in order to feel important and have some power. So um, also... It can look, I feel like fawning and dissociation go hand in hand because we've been conditioned to like really abandon our own thoughts and our own opinions. And so that is something that like, that's trauma, you know, when we have to do that in order to gain our basic needs, in order to gain love, that's, it's literally a trauma response. So we don't like it. Our body doesn't like it. And so we can be very prone to dissociation because, you know, we don't like abandoning ourselves. You know, it's tra- it's traumatic. So it can look like if you're in like a group setting or something or just letting someone else take the lead all the time, latching on to other people because you don't really know how to be a leader and how to lead yourself. And that's what I mean, be a leader, lead yourself. And so just letting someone else take that lead, giving someone else that job, letting other people do the work and make decisions in general, but also for you and your life, because that's what you're used to. And then just dissociating while they do it, you know, dissociating in the past time, because Well, you know what? Let me not get into because I'll do that later because I really want to stay on script and not allow this episode to be like three hours long. But um, also dissociating instead of disagreeing so that you can keep the peace. Clenching your body or certain parts of your body in order to bear the brunt of the disrespect thrown at you so that you don't feel it anymore. But mainly so that you don't feel it as much because you still feel it. It's really helpful to know these personal internal and external responses to fawning what of what fawning looks like so that you can be aware of your own markers and disrupt it, you know, in its tracks. So pretty much 
check in try to check in I know you know after you dissociate (laughs) because like it's not like our body's like I'm going to dissociate now (laughs) you know but try to check in after you dissociate so that you can see and question why what triggered the dissociation but um also Hearing other people's words in your brain, that's a symptom of fawning. Whenever you make a decision and thinking about, oh, what would other people say? And like kind of going off of those words and using them to influence you, you know? But also to go deeper, actually siding with those voices, in your mind of people of your past and like what they have said and the things they have implemented and putting them over your own opinions and your own thoughts you know making other people's opinions and thoughts your own absorbing them so that you can live in harmony because now now it's part of your reality you know it's no longer something that just happened to you now it's internal And that's why we have to heal from it because you could move away from these specific people. You can move out, but there is still work to be done because now you still hear their voices in your head. Now their thoughts and opinions are still ingrained within you and you have to sift through it all to find out who you truly are and what your thoughts truly are. That's mainly why, personally, I take social media breaks because I know I'm prone to fawning and just taking other people's opinions as my own. And so I need a break from that. I need to get back to me. (laughs) And so if you're a fellow fawn and you just resonated with that, I definitely highly recommend social media breaks. That's why I took off a month. These internal behaviors, just like these external ones, They have, it's important to know that they have thoughts and things and beliefs, more importantly, attached to them that were either outrightly told to us as children or were implied, you know, um, and adopted as narratives that we created based on our perception of other people's behaviors towards us. So, for example, it can look like, you know, our teachers never really picking on us. You know, what do we, what kind of narrative do we concoct from that? You know, what do we think about ourselves in response to that? Our parents never really encouraging us, you know, always insisting through various means of force to pick up after you and hover over you to make sure you're doing things right. What is that? What has that told you over the years? You know, our friends not allowing us to grow out of the box that we met them in. All of these situations where we essentially felt other people didn't believe in us. What did that do to us specifically? It made us submit as a form of safety. It made us not believe in ourselves. It made us still dependent on them. It made us agree with others and essential all the time and essentially have no preferences and no boundaries, no thoughts, no opinions or personality of our own, you know, because all of that comes with disagreeing, going against the grain, 
you know, going through conflict and teaching people how to treat you, standing up to disrespect for other people and for yourself and concepts that you think is right and that you believe in, um, that teaches you who you are and it teaches other people how to treat you, how to act around you, (laughs) you know, and, um, If you don't have that, then you won't have really important, vital parts of yourself. And you know what? We've gone through so much already and we still have some. I may have to cut this episode in half, child. But, you know, take some time. If you got to pause this and like go take a drink. If you got to go take a sip of water, make some tea, feel free. You know, if you got to, you know, go smoke something. <laughs> Be my guest, honey. If you got to take a walk around a block, if you got to eat a meal. um, I definitely encourage that because this is really heavy stuff. And these are some really harsh truths. And while writing it. I had, first of all, before even writing it, I had to come to terms with it. I had to figure out why I was so angry recently. That's why I I did not upload last week. Because I had to spend time being angry, being irritable, being annoyed, connecting with my inner child's anger, which is my anger. Connecting with my inner child to see, you know, what the fuck is going on. I had to do that. And so I know, I know, I know, honey, I know. So let this know, let let me let you know, you don't have to constantly heal. You know, we are still human. We may be spiritual beings living a human experience, but we're still human and we still have to take care of ourselves. So if you need a break, take one. I'll still be here when you get back. And so, in getting back, (laughs) for all the people who left, we're back. All the people who stayed, you know, you're a trooper. Make sure, you know, you're good. But you need to do this. Go against the grain in order to, to... to break the mold that other people have tried to put you in and could to create your own mold. And ultimately, this is where anger comes in, child. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> My favorite part. I am a fire sign. You know, we are very passionate. If I do say so myself, we're very emotional. There's nothing wrong with being emotional, sensitive, whatever. But I feel like we specialize in anger. So I can let you know it's been especially weird being a fire sign and not connected to my anger. But still having to operate in life you know, having this drive, having this motivation that is associated with fire signs, having this passion because anger fuels a lot of that. You know, anger is somewhere in tricked in that. So having to constantly feel that emptiness 
and finally coming to terms with it. It's been a journey, honey. <laughs> a very confusing journey, but a journey nonetheless. But this is where anger comes in. I'm giving you permission to be angry right now. Listening to this whole thing. Just be angry. Be angry at what I'm uncovering because it's very anger inducing. You're angry because you're actively betraying yourself. Yeah. You are actively going against yourself and what you are and what you like and what you prefer and what you need and who you are and all of these things in order that you needed in order to develop the specific authentic person that you are. All to keep the peace. And know that I'm not saying this so that you blame yourself. I'm saying this so you can be mad at the fact that it happened. Because that's a very, you know, that's very distinct. You don't have to be mad at yourself. You can be mad that it happened. You can simply be mad that it happened. You can simply be mad that that was a phase in your life. And like, yeah, we feel shame for it. We feel embarrassment for it. But I want you to make sure, like feel that, but don't let yourself trap you there. Because for a lot of fawns, we're scared of our anger. Yup. We were taught that it was dangerous. We were taught that our anger and our power were dangerous. And not in a no one man should have all that power kind of way. In a way that it's so dangerous that we will be abandoned. That people will not want to be around us. Simply because we're angry. Any hint of anger. So you can, you you know how dissociative we've been with our anger. Who I'm feeling angry just talking about it. And so... We need to connect back to it. So don't be distracted by the shame and embarrassment. You know, don't just stop there because you will be shamed and embarrassed out of using your anger. Get back to that anger. Know that you are angry and that it's okay. Symptoms of this anger can look like constant defensiveness. You know, it can look like random acts of defiance. Think of a toddler just trying to like do things on their own and learn on their own. Get some developmental, pass some developmental stages. Trying to do a juice box. And then the parent just goes and takes a juice box and does it. And think of a toddler just saying no, you know. Think of that as random acts of defiance because also think about it. Our trauma responses from childhood, our development is stunted. And so whenever we're triggered, we go back to that age. So that's why random acts of defiance, you may have random tantrums. You may have random acts of defiance like a child, quote unquote, because you went back to that age when you first felt powerless and you're still trying to regain that power back now 
So moving on, it can look like general distrust and dislike of any type of authority, a dislike of hierarchies of any kind, even natural ones, because you want to be seen as equal. You don't want to be seen as powerless. You don't want to be treated in that way, in a way that makes you helpless, you know? And so you can dislike hierarchy, even natural hierarchies. You know, you can dislike your boss. They may be a good boss, but you're just like, oh, they're my boss. I don't like authority, you know, because that signifies, you know, a, a power over you in some way. And you don't want anyone to have power over you. You're sick of it. You're angry. <laughs> and this is all because, like I said, of a base feeling of fear and danger that comes with the constant feeling of powerlessness. You know? We're constantly trying to gain, like I said, a sense of power and be seen as equals so that they finally respect us, so that they finally treat us right, so that we they can finally give us our power back, so that they can finally leave us alone and stop putting us in danger and lay off of us so that we can feel safe again so that we can finally emerge as our natural selves, feeling safe to do so without any pushback. And so they can allow us, they can allow us to step into and sit within our power without any consequences. Because that's ultimately what anger is. It it, it contains and holds and is mixed up with the driving force behind our drive. Our initiative, our self-starting abilities, our motivation, our anger is some sort of ingredient behind so much of our driving energy and our fervor that when you lose your connection to it, you lose so much of yourself and your drive. And that's why we're angry. Your anger is also divine. It is our own divine protection. It's part of our intuition. It's our body showing that we need to be protected right now in this moment. It allows us to see our preferences and how we would like to be treated and handled and respected. And it shows us people and situations that are not for us and that we should leave because they got us fucked up. They got us fucked up. And so it holds also so much of our personality, like I was saying before. And that's why when we fawn, when we disconnect from our anger to please others ultimately for safety, we become so clueless in different aspects of our lives. We feel so inexperienced because as fawns, we are actively avoiding confrontation at every turn when conflicts actually teach us about life and ourselves, you know, and it's not even conflict with other people. It's just different obstacles and conflicts. 
But when someone is always there making you do as they say, exactly as they say it, and not allowing you to, to develop colorful thoughts, only black and white thoughts that they approve of, we can't feel like we can't use our own mind in order to solve problems. We're angry in general, but because we're constantly staying stagnant for others, we got to let our anger fuel us. We got to be angry at the fact that someone took away your power. Yeah. We got to be angry that as a child, small and vulnerable, you felt you had to abandon yourself to feel safe. We got to be angry at the fact that we even had to make that decision as a child. We even had to respond to trauma. You know, as a child who didn't even know any better, who didn't even know what we was doing. We, we got to be angry that we allowed all of these people to walk all over us when we didn't even know any better. When we didn't even know any better. But you, you can still be angry at that. We got to be angry at being taken advantage of. We got to be angry at the fact that your feelings don't even feel like your own, but they feel so connected to other people like your parents and your family and that everybody feels they have a say in how you could feel and feels the need to nitpick at you. You got to let all of these years of backed up hurt out. But also you need to release that pent up energy because it's pent up. You know, it needs to go somewhere. Energy doesn't die. It just gets redirected. So in order to redirect it into motivation, into drive, into happiness, into compassion, and create a sense of equilibrium within, we gotta express that anger. Journal. (laughs) I'm the journaling queen. Make sure you journal. Not only that though, in terms of energy, You need to release other people's energy that feel like hands, you know, inside of you. Compromising your boundaries and influencing you and forming you, forming your energy, molding it because they got their hand inside of you for years and possibly still now molding you and your energy into what they want it to look like molding your anger into what they would prefer that it look like because on a deep inner level that's why we're really angry that's why we're really defensive and anxious and emotionally react all the time because our boundaries are compromised and as a result we cannot recognize ourselves We have all of these energetic cords from other people just siphoning our power from us and then inserting what they would prefer would be inside of you. Yeah. We cannot recognize where our energy ends and others begin. 
So that's why you may be an irritable person who's easily reactive because your inner child is scared. Your boundaries are compromised. You don't recognize yourself anymore. You're not a home for yourself anymore. And you may not be able to create a home outside of you either. So you just feel confused and scared and helpless and lonely. Yeah, child. I'd highly recommend the book by Cindy Dale. I'm looking at it right now. Um, It's just called, I think, Energetic Boundaries, but it's by Cindy Dale, C-Y-N-D-I-D-A-L-E. It tells you a lot on an energetic side and it gets into, you know, the spiritual aspect and it can tell you just how your energetic boundaries are compromised and why. And that can be helpful for a lot of us foreigners. And it can help what you need to do in reclaiming your anger so that you can get back to you. Accepting it. Accepting it as part of yourself again. Accepting it into your life again. And in turn, that good energy that's yours again will drive out all of the unwanted hands claiming a stake within you out of your energetic field and your body and back to their original space. Best believe. It will give you back your independence and your autonomy to where you feel you won't need to fawn just to go with the flow of other people. It will allow you to take your own life back with force that um, that anger brings and stop waiting around for other people to give you your life back. Because trust me when I say they will not do it. They won't notice. They won't willingly do it. When it comes, when it comes to things that benefit other people, they will not willingly let it go. If it's benefiting them, why would they even, you know, think to, to, to think about who else it's hurting? You know, a lot of us don't have emotional intelligence. We're conditioned that way. It's not even a judgment. <laughs> We're conditioned to not be emotionally intelligent. And so we, a lot of us are not self-aware, And we may not notice how we're bulldozing into other people's lives. You know, it may genuinely be unconscious that another person has a hold over you and your life. They may be someone that sees themselves as being helpful and supportive. And the only way that they know how to do that, the only way that they know how to love and show love is to completely take on another person in this all-consuming way you know that causes people to fawn so you gotta speak up and let them know that this does not feel like support and it doesn't feel like love and it does not feel comfortable and you have to set that boundary other people let's, let's talk about it and get into it They may enjoy having someone to control and boss around. 
you know, because deep down, they may feel important because of it. And if you remove that source, then you shake up their foundation and they rather not deal with that. They would much rather just keep controlling you. Yeah. They may also be a fawn and using you as a way to make them feel powerful. Remember what I was talking about them power plays and them dynamics? Rather than doing the work of reclaiming their own power themselves. Because one thing about a coping mechanism, <laughs> if it do the job and it's not annoying enough, it's not hurtful enough, people will stay with it. Because healing is hard. And it takes a lot of work. And we don't want it. We don't like it. We don't like revisiting those wounds. So that's why boundaries are needed and you cannot wait for other people to notice. You got to speak up yourself. Because also people can't read your mind. And I know we want them to. Especially as fawns, because we've been made to read other people's minds and read other people so much. But we can't. So right here feels like a good place to stop this episode. I know that, you know, y'all are wanting more. Don't worry, it's coming. Part two will be uploaded soon um, here and on YouTube. Um, So yeah, stay tuned for that and stay angry. (laughs) Remember to journal, y'all. All right, bye.